0: no so luckily um we are a career podcast <laughs> that's
1: okay so we are not gonna um, Going to the other... what I'm curious about mm-hmm. though is the first time I paid attention to you mm-hmm. was in a movie I really liked Jerusalem I love that movie um, the
0: soundtrack.
1: They, ha- they play different versions of the song Jerusalem. Mm. And all of them are beautiful. How did you get that role?
2: I almost didn't get that role. I almost didn't even go to the audition. Uh... It's night to lie. It's night to
0: lie. It's
3: night to lie. It's night to lie.
0: Yo yeah
3: na coming back from uh, um, lunch is tough. <laughs> or oh, the lightest. Yeah no I just wanna relax. You just want to relax. Mm.
1: Yeah, it'll be a relaxed interview. Okay. we we'll
3: just be chilling oh. there. it depends. What, what if yeah. Japta wants wants not to be relaxed any rolling in a direction? Are we rolling? Ah no I'm chill. You chill. Okay. I call
1: it. I call it
3: let him go.
1: Anyways, Welcome to nine to life your career and life journey podcast where we interview the interesting people doing the things You'd like to and the things you didn't even know you could. My name is Bonisilem Kiti.
3: My name is Lesejo Muela.
1: And with us today is Mr Javta Mamabolo um, actor mm. Or mm-hmm. do you prefer thespian or is that just a pretentious and- word?
2: i mean i am a thespian but but Whoa.
1: i'm an actor you're fine. an actor <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. actor one, one. scriptwriter, two producer three, three. director Four. two times safta,
3: safta. winner in, in the game. house for, um, yeah. for the ones that don't know safta south african uh, film and television awards yeah hallelujah hmm. So I asked some of you to guess because
1: I was like we're having our first celebrity person. Who is it? <laughs> I don't know if I made it easy, but I promised you guys a shout out and unfortunately there's a lot of you So shout out on Facebook. It's Nkangoti mm-hmm. Uyanda Kafu, Karabu uh, Mokhale Atembele Art Ah, but Atembele, he's, he's, he's an inside it. person. Yeah, yeah. Lewu Griffiths Mama uh, maybe a relative <laughs> um <laughs> Let's have a di di ba ko ane uyanda matay neo musi kangelani novela prababy on Twitter azania Rifilo on Twitter and Manu ma, o manuka ma oh manuka matia on Twitter I'm never doing this
3: again. Prababy, <laughs> <laughs> pra prababy,
2: pra
1: pra
2: Okay, he, he 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 takes it from you, na. No?
1: It's a lady, actually. Is it mm. a lady? Yeah, it's a lady. Mm. I can't mm. have an uncle waffle. What's, Yeah, no. What's your days, what's
2: actually. your alter ego again? Abuti baby. Abuti baby. Oh, oh, uh, I'm Abuti baby. Abuti, always, baddie. Abuti baddie. I'm just <laughs> always like, Bruh. Who's who's calling you Abuti baby? Who's gonna call <laughs> you Abuti Paddy?
3: Yeah, you yeah,
2: okay. You know Cedric <laughs> the Entertainer has this. Um, he had this one interview on Oprah Winfrey, like mm. in like the early two thousands, where he was just like. And then you meet a brother, and his name is Delicious. I call him No Good, grown man. Delicious. We call
3: him Delicious. Mm. It's, it's, it's
2: in the same ilk as that. Like Abuti Betty. Every time he posts that, I'm just always like, Yo, my friend Ish. So who anyway, calls you Abuti Berry? He calls himself Abuti Badi. Self, self-titled. Yes, it's self-titled.
1: Chapter I. I hate to tell you. I here to interview you yourself.
2: I'm just saying. I was just wondering where Abuti Badi came from. Yeah. And what is it? A, is it like your Sasha Fierce?
1: Yo. <laughs> Guys are big roasted. <laughs> I'm
2: not I'm asking! I'm asking. I I promise you I'm not <laughs> Okay, let me So go.
1: if we look at baddies, nah? <laughs> uh huh. Baddies are these hip people, desirable people.
2: Baddies are bad
1: so bitches. So baddies no, no. no go no. to
2: urban dictionary and no, they tell you a baddies no. are bad bitch.
1: Baddies like a bad person. So it can be a male bad, bad. Ah,
3: But I can't support you in that
2: one. What's a baddie? What have you always known a baddie to be? It's
3: a hot woman.
2: Yeah, it's a bad bitch.
3: Tell us (laughs) about your childhood.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um.
0: That's why you're here. (laughs) I was born in a very
2: baddie place. Tell us
0: about (laughs) your
1: childhood and stop. (laughs) We start with childhood all the time with our guests who respect us. They don't call
3: us.
2: Then you should... If you want someone who respects you, you shouldn't have called me. Listen, oh, you I respect very much. Scott, Thank you, my brother. Scott. I oh. you too.
3: So this one is the problem, child.
2: This is the problem. <laughs> A man named Baddy.
3: My family, the podcast. My family.
2: But it's fine. Anyway, yeah. uh,
3: yes. So we usually start uh, our interviews with the origin story of our guest. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. To sort of understand how they got to where they are today. So what is your origin story? Oh,
2: my origin story? Mm. Thank you. Uh, the, the normal origin story or the villain origin story? Both. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Um, no, I'm, uh, I was born in, in a village in Ramasemola, that's in Limpopo. I was born in a place called, uh, that's the one, that's that's one, one I was about. talking about.
1: That's what you were thinking of last With, week. Um, yeah, we had a guest, Taviso, mm-hmm. and I was saying, or Yes. Yeah. You see? Oh, you know
2: that? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. That's some of them are in my family. (laughs) No, no, it's it's what it's very my area is very notorious for producing like some of the most prolific criminals. Basically, Mami Lodi Mm. is run by by gents from from my hood. You. No, it's a very dangerous.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> a so very when you geez. act as a criminal, like you're just you just tapping into, you're just tapping no, into
2: that me. I that I probably picked up from from the Jensen, Alex, and Soweto. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, the Ramasimula people. Didn't was, hey, no, 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 no. Hearing yeah, in
3: time, right? No
2: shame, shame, <laughs> shame. You catch a break this time. Um, it was mostly from Soweto, because I stayed in Ramasimula probably for like the first six seven years of my life Mm -hmm. then I then apartheid fell Mm. Uh, I'm that old yes (laughs) Um, and then moved to Pretoria I stayed in Pretoria for two years Mm -hmm. Um, then moved to Alex Mm -hmm. stayed in Alex for two years and then I moved to Soweto and I yeah I guess I'm a Sowetan I consider myself a Sowetan because of that yeah Mm.
3: because
2: yeah that's where most of my formative years were spent Um, Mm The most important things happened in Soweto so mm. yeah Soweto
1: kid oh but not Soweto again, mm-hmm. okay no, big ups big ups big ups and when did you I think be, uh, before being everything else you started as being an actor like where did that influence come from
2: um, so it's one of those things where for lack of something more creative I, I can only talk chalk it up to to destiny because I recall the first time that my mother brought me to Pretoria Mm -hmm. we were visiting uh, my cousin's house and they had electricity so they had TVs and stuff and I remember seeing a TV um, and I remember seeing kids on TV and thinking okay that's interesting and then didn't pay much attention to it and then when the SABC rebranded in 96 Mm um When uh, SABC1 moved from being CCV to SABC1, then they had their flagship children's program. Before it was called Yo TV, it was called the Rainbow Starship. And I remember watching the Rainbow Starship and I was just like, they had this like silly theme song, We used to go, the rainbow starship, go rainbow, go rainbow. they so (laughs) good. But but it it had an indelible mark on me because I remember Mm. seeing those kids and I was like, nah man. I can do that. Yeah. I was like I can it easily do easy. that. Yeah. yeah. Um and ever since then I was just always like, That's what I'm gonna do mm. and I've had tunnel vision ever since then. Like wow. I've I haven't wanted
3: to do anything else since. So wow. yeah. It's one of those things that's fantastic mm. and you you knew this from from your school days as well so yeah something like that yeah, yeah absolutely
2: when, when it was other, time to
0: choose subjects yeah like, and drama.
2: yeah when other kids were saying they want to be doctors lawyers mm. I was like I was always the weird kid who was like I want to be an actor mm. um, wow. and I was very serious about it because mm. um, I suppose I found my first agent myself behind my mother's back wow. when I was 11 um, and I think because she realized, okay, this kid is really serious mm-hmm. and I don't want him to do something stupid, mm-hmm. like maybe get on a taxi and go meet up with strangers mm-hmm. somewhere who are promising mm-hmm. him fame mm-hmm. and whatnot. Because I was already planning Which is that. A real I, thing. Yeah, mm, that's I'd, a real thing. I'd found the numbers for Urban Brew Studios and I was like, they're going to put me on Yo. TV. And I was like 10 at this point. So eventually she was like, okay, no, I'll get behind it. Uh, we found an agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I signed with my agent and then took a while uh to probably get my first gig i think it took like over a year
3: um, okay. which felt like forever to a yeah. 10 year old who yeah was determined
2: it felt like forever yeah. and especially because i knew why i wasn't getting picked um because okay. I, I wasn't getting picked because i because of the way i looked because i was much bigger when i was a kid oh. um and one casting director actually told me like you're not cute uh, this, no, 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 it was the Wild West back then. <laughs> what
0: the hell is wrong? Your...
2: It was the Wild West. Um, and I ended up, no. Funny enough, I ended up working for her for a few years later and I told her, I was like, you know, when I was, when I was 11, you okay, told me no. that I wasn't a cute kid. <laughs> and it started like...
3: Uh, you see the truth. 10 year old child.
2: Yeah. No, it's not a problem. Clearly. But, but after that, so I was like, okay, I started exercising quite intensely. Mm-hmm. Um, i was at this time i was like at the national school of the arts so yeah i oh, was cool. literally yeah i went to yeah so
3: you knew even even e- in your schooling decisions yeah, yeah 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 high
2: school i was like okay there's a school that teaches drama specifically mm-hmm. and david told me wait which one is it no no i think that's oh, the east Rand school of oh the that's the arts. east Strand yeah. school of the arts mine is the one where like Charlize to went.
3: hey <laughs> um, <laughs> right um, okay no, but there's a lot of people that are like prominent
2: now that went there right yeah and says like even when i was there i think the reason why i've never gotten starstruck or found fame to be a big deal was because you go to nsa yeah and you're there and you're like oh okay sugar smacks was here mm-hmm. oh, Ciphers okay. here mm-hmm. half the YTV kids are there the yeah. ktv kids are there um and then kids of famous people are there oh. um like yeah, okay, I'm not going to expose whose kids with, were there, yeah. but like, you know, kids from like very affluent and very influential families were mm. there, so you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. this Mang Mang, or um, that's uh, Mang Mang's niece, or whatever, you're just like, wow. okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and
1: It's actually true, because even when he came to the podcast, like, he was like, wasn't I was right, like this, he wasn't like this podcast with 1,000 subscribers, woo, I'm scared, he just came in here like normally, you, you know, so, so big ups NSA. I was
2: <laughs> starstruck. I even, I literally fell to my knees. Like, I was like, I can't believe I'm here, finally. <laughs> so.
1: And how is that, uh, being famous, uh, well, well, what was your first, like how old w- were you when you got like your first taste of fame? Um, well, okay, yeah,
2: because I'd say, so I started working regularly when I was 11. Huh. Um, but my, the first time when I was like, okay, no, 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 I think I'm, I'm, I'm doing something right and I'm probably a bit of a, of, of, of a big deal at the point was when I got on Soul Buddies. And that's when, that was in 2001. So I got on Soul Buddies.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and literally within a month of getting Soul Buddies, I got crazy as well. So, oh. um, so yeah, um, I was just like, oh, okay, this is nice. Um, and then people started, um, I suppose, recognizing me um, and all that other stuff. And I was just like, okay, no, it's cool. Um, it's never been, it was never the aim. I was just always like, I want to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> although it also wasn't necessarily a problem. I'm not, like, look, I don't covered fame, but I'm also not one of those artists that complains about it, mm-hmm. because I'll complain mm-hmm. the day that it isn't there, Hell because yeah. for now, mm, for now, it's just like, I'm like, okay, it's not what I'm looking for, mm-hmm. however, this is the byproduct of my work, and it's usually sign of a job well done, mm-hmm. the fact that I still get people, like, stopping me for work that I did, like, in 2013, something that I did for a month, and somebody's like, yo, I love that character, and all that mm-hmm. other stuff, and I'm like, are you sure? Um, but at the same time you're just like okay it it left an impact it left somewhat of a mark and at least it's proof that I'm kind of doing the right thing and I kind of picked the right career Um, because this one needs a lot of assurances Mm. particularly because it has a lot of ups and downs Mm. the the peaks are peaking but the valleys are very deep, very very wide, very lonely so Mm. You know, you kind of, you kind of do need that affirmation from time to time, mm-hmm. just to remind you, Yo, you're, um, you're doing this for the right reasons. You are good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, keep at it, you know,
3: etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, a question that I've always had, especially watching your TV and them, mm-hmm. when you are, how do you balance being at urban Pool and doing school? Um,
2: for me, for me, it just seemed normal.
3: Okay. It seemed, yeah. Since he since left. Yeah, yeah.
2: It seemed normal. It seemed, And also because at the time you're just like, I know why I'm doing this and you feel like it's a big, you feel like at the time you feel like it's an honor mm-hmm. um, okay. to be able to do what you do whilst, you know, while mm. still being in school and it actually was. Mm. So, and it, and it had a lot of bragging rights as well because okay. you got to leave okay. school early Okay. Um, the other kids would always see you getting picked up, and you get picked up in these nice rides, and you know sometimes you're getting picked up, and solo fellow is in the in the combi waiting for you, and all the boys in school, like they they love her, yeah. so it's just like, and she's like, oh hey babe, whatever, so you're walking out there like, yeah, you're <laughs> the man, the yeah. Team. So it was, it was never I never found it difficult to balance because I mm. you just always understood that in order for for you to do the work that you want to do, mm. you, sometime, you somehow have to find a way to balance it with the schoolwork. Mm. Um, and I think because I went to NSA, um, the school was comprised mainly of creative children. Mm. So they understood that mm. you know there's certain things that these kids are gonna be doing that aren't quote unquote the norm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they knew how to mold us and to shape us and to guide us in, in all the right directions and they understood thankfully Mm -hmm. um that you know this is all part and parcel of the game so Mm
3: -hmm. so after you shoot you go home homework
2: yeah um Mm -hmm. so sometimes like for example soul buddies Mm -hmm. um on soul buddies we had shooters so when you're not shooting so you'd shoot Mm -hmm. um you you have to learn your lines and all that other Mm -hmm. stuff and then maybe let's say when you get a 30 minute break or an hour's break then Mm -hmm. they tell you okay go to the tutor go do your maths go do your assignments oh, okay. and all that other yeah, stuff yeah. Um, even when you get back to uh, because where did we shoot we shot in we shot in Hamanskral um, so mm. there's a place called called Maoban, mm. so we're staying at the carousel um, and then every time we get back to the carousel mm. the tutor's waiting for you thinking God, <laughs> yeah. it's nice because they're giving you per diem and like mm. in the early 2000s like 250 was a lot of money Hello. So they're giving you 250 They're just like Go do whatever you want With it Jeez. We're thinking oh. Yeah we're going to Go play That's around
3: mm. Next the
2: Cheetah's nah. EMS Technology Whatever those Subjects are called Had to do all of that And you had to pass Wow On top of that Because You know The school needs to be Incentivized as well In order to Allow you to do All the things That you want to do So
1: And do you think there has been a change in, especially in South Africa, with having kids on TV because I don't think... Do the kids now have a crazy, do they have a soul buddies, do they... I don't see any space where Mm. there can be another chapter right now when there are kids on TV. (sighs) they are the kids of Mang, Mang in a drama series and they're gonna go away after they, you know, do what they have to do. Is that deliberate? Has there been a change?
2: There has been a change. I think the change has been deliberate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might even go on a limb and say it's, it's been for the better. Mm-hmm. Because I, for, ex- for example, um, I wouldn't put my kids into, I wouldn't thrust them into the into the limelight at this point, because mm-hmm. I'm just like, there's certain things that I experienced at a very young age, and certain spaces that I was put into that I was probably way, way, way too young to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, places that I probably shouldn't have have been in at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then two, um, the other thing is just that I feel like on a production level, And just logistically speaking, it just makes more sense to go with a Bonnie Celia than your little brother. Because, Mm. you know, with the younger kids, you have to worry about school and Mm. making sure they, like all the things that they had to make sure they are taken care of with us, the tutors, um, making sure we're watched 24 seven, all those things. um, You don't have to do that when, you know, your host is 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much easier. The older the the kid is, the more they understand consequence and professionalism. Oh, um, okay. And the more they're doing it for the right reasons. Because also with younger kids, a lot of them aren't doing it because they want to. It's because, you know, the parents hey, said, oh, yeah. I spot something in my yeah. child. Yo, You're a papa. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> can can say, mm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like that... Um, so for me, I personally, I feel like it's for the better, because I think, mm-hmm. I think if, if a, if a child is going to be like thrust into the limelight like that, mm-hmm. and then they're going to be having to deal with, all the attention that comes, that comes um, mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like, you know, just have a say in it at least, because mm-hmm. with me, for example, I picked, I picked, uh, my sister, my sister could have possibly been the real star in the family, because. Mm-hmm. As soon as she got in, she got in via me. But as soon as she got in, she oh. was just, like, gigging left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. Okay. And after a year, she was just, like, not for me. Really? Yeah. She was just, like, it's not for her. She didn't wow. want to do it. Um, and I'm glad she had the choice because it would have been a different story had she been forced to do it. How
3: old was she when she, when she started
2: now? Uh, okay.
3: If I were... Wa- was she a bit older? Like, the ages that you were referring to, like, nineteen, eighteen
2: um i think she started she was probably like in this so 2001 i was she was 11 as well okay
3: okay jesus so it wasn't the familiar thing of a well i
2: think i think my mother realized oh okay Mm -hmm. so it can work Mm -hmm. and then she was like okay let me put the other one in then since i've already put one in. let me put the other one the other one was just like in, initially, she was very excited, mm. um, and I think she realized actually this is work, 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 work. <laughs> yes. um, it's not as fun as it looks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not as fun as it looks. And mm. it's fun your first day. Mm. Um, maybe you'll fun the second day, but once you realize, okay, I have this to is like yeah, read. straight 12 hours on set, mm. doing the same thing over and over again. You have to learn lines. Um, there's just like. A lot of responsibility on your
3: plate and
0: mm.
2: i think she was just
3: like yeah
0: do, do this,
3: this. <laughs> talk about how so so you started very early right and then mm-hmm. you kept progressing in your career and started getting more serious gigs and stuff like that yeah how did you what are the things that you did to sort of improve or make yourself more is that like marketable or more employable
0: because
3: mm. you know for for like traditional careers mm. if i'm an accountant and I want to be more better as an accountant. I need to go study,
0: mm.
3: and do, oh, maybe I have a te- maybe I have a degree. Mm. Now I need to do honors. Now I need to do master's. Now I need to do yeah. For you as an actor, I don't know. I don't know if that exists. But what do you do there?
2: Well, for That's me, mm, for me, I got. I suppose, one there has to be a natural spark for it, mm-hmm. um, and there has to be. Talente. yeah, mm. that has to be there, mm. um, and then I went to like I said, I enrolled at the National School of the Arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay actually let me rewind a bit so I signed with an agent mm. and when you signed with that agency because she was dealing primarily with children um, okay. she had a six week training on camera training course for us which basically taught you camera etiquette mm. audition room etiquette mm. set etiquette all that mm. other stuff so um, I suppose that sat in my head and then I went to NSA. So that was in the sixth grade. And then I went to NSA for high school. Mm. And NSA it's, well, it's an art school. So Mm -hmm. for them, it's, you know, they take it really Mm -hmm. seriously. Mm. Um, So at NSA, the discipline is drilled in you. Mm. Um, And also they teach you all the, they hone your skills um, wherever they need to be honed. Um, But I think for me, what's probably helped me stay working for, for so long, Mm. is probably because I respect the set. Um, I I respect the set environment. I've seen way too many times, you know, other people who, let's say, you know, you start getting on, you start popping, and then all of a sudden you start arriving to set late, or you start Mm. arriving to set drunk, Mm. or, you know, you start cheating the people on set a way that no human being should be treated so that's a lot and people don't realize that the film industry is very small Mm -hmm. and everyone knows everyone's business and we're Mm -hmm. all always talking Talking, so your reputation is literally the only thing you have going for you Um, and thankfully I learned from a very young age Mm. that this my reputation is going to be my currency and it's literally all I'm going to have to carry me through my entire career so I've always been very cognizant of being on time. Mm. Um like that's why I was waiting for you at eleven. because you yeah. know. Mm. Mm. So I'm very yeah, I'm very like Ooh. big on like time management mm. yeah. and all that other stuff. You you arrive on time. There's a very famous uh saying in the film industry, uh hurry up and wait. It basically means like yeah, it's like you know, you get to a place <laughs> You wait patiently yeah. whilst things are being set up, mm. um, whilst people are in makeup, whilst people are in wardrobe and mm. all that other stuff, or whilst other other um, setups are being shot, mm. you wait and you wait your turn. Um, so I suppose I'm going the long way of answering your question. For mm. me, it was the training I got, I suppose, from NSA, the mm. training I got from sets, mm. from my directors, mm. because I started out very young. Mm. So they started pouring into me from a very young age. And ultimately, it was the attitude. I think the attitude is the most important thing. Mm, Um, And that's regardless whether you want to be an actor, whether you want to write, um, Mm. whether you want to produce or anything. If you're not fun to work with, Mm. particularly because film is such a high-stress environment, Mm. if you're not fun to work with, you're not, yeah, dog me, then Mm. it's sayonara. Mm. (laughs) Because this is already difficult enough. I don't need you making it more difficult for me. No. So, yeah. Attitude is important.
3: That's, yeah, that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, the soft skills are always important. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a common theme that we have with all our guests from, you know, um, the regional franchising manager to mm-hmm. accountants to engineers. Mm-hmm. We had a ton of, they all talk about the soft <laughs> skills. Yeah. And, and, and it's, I like that it's, it's also applicable in other non-traditional
2: no, no it definitely is and i mm. feel like especially in this industry because mm. because you are you are literally the embodiment of 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 a, a people's person you belong to the people mm. that's it so yeah, yeah. Mm. i mean but it's a thing mm-hmm. it's a thing it's a thing um and it's how it's how you decide to Navigate that mm. yeah. that usually decides your career trajectory mm. um, It plays a big part I'm not necessarily saying that you know, we're owned by people and people can do whatever they want mm. or whatever But I'm just saying we're owned by people and mm.
1: yeah, mm. and whew, Looking at your career. Mm-hmm. It looks like you've been at it for what 20 plus years 20,
2: 24
1: 24 years. Yeah, yeah. so you've been famous your whole life. Essentially (laughs) Essentially. you've been in this industry your whole life. Um, have you noticed the change in, in requirements for what you need to make it as an actor? And I'm going to go to, maybe this is a myth or maybe you will confirm it for us. Mm -hmm. The social media thing, Mm -hmm. is it a replacement for talent? Or is it a plus? Is it a plus? I think,
2: I think it's a plus thing, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying plus in the sense of, you know, it's. I'm saying plus in the sense that it's adding on. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily saying whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily commenting on that, but it's become a part of the industry, and it's probably a part that's not going. Anywhere, yeah, Because maybe. social media has become such a big part mm. of, of the industry. Mm. Um, it's become a big part of the marketing. It's become a big part of, you know, the feedback and all that other stuff. So mm. it's obviously going to play a role. Um, obviously, my issue would be when, you know, you cast directly from social media and you cast purely based on the fact that you know, somebody may have numbers or mm-hmm. something like that. Because I feel like sometimes it's just undermining your audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one, you're not giving your audience the product that they're signing up for. Mm-hmm. Um, you're trying to manipulate them into getting... You're trying to manipulate bums into seats mm-hmm. by saying, OK, no, um, here's uh, underscore big dot booty. You know, and everyone is, everyone loves her. So she's going to come. But, mm-hmm. you know, she, she can't read her way out of a milk carton that's that's a problem um but you know if underscore smangmang happens to have a genuine interest in the work Mm -hmm. and wants to learn and wants to you know wants to wants to improve the product that you're trying to put out to the public then hey so be it if that's her way of getting in in or his or her way then so be it there's more than one way to skin a cat some people get in via um you know the traditional route of having your agent send you to auditions Mm -hmm. other people are discovered um other people have the casting couch there's there's a million ways to (laughs) where you know how 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 to skin a cat why why do you want to skin a cat by the way i've never understood that (laughs) sorry if
1: you're not a cat person
2: no no i'm i'm but i'm just like why why wouldn't they say i don't know something er you
1: something that we yeah Uh,
2: Something (laughs) that we eat. What? I've just always been so confused, but anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: So,
0: mm.
3: take us through the, um, how do you get jobs? Is it still just auditions? I know you sort of touched on it now. Auditions, Mm. sometimes you get discovered It's and the audition process. How, how do you even find out who there's an audition?
2: Agents. Mm. Um, Yeah. Most people have agents. Mm. Um, Agents have a lot of, so. I'll use an example. Let's say uh, Bonisile has Bonisile's Stars Agency or whatever it's called. Oh, of
0: course.
2: Um, the Honey Buns. <laughs> so there we go. The Honey Buns has 500 actors on their, on their books. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have Les Sejos Angels. Mm-hmm. You've also got, you know, 300 actors. Me as a producer, mm-hmm. I will go. I'm casting for... Um, I don't know, uh, Iso Iso 16 or whatever. Yeah. Um, I need somebody who can play a principal or so. Mm. This is his journey, whatever. So I send it to you and I send it to you. Mm. And then you guys will send me your options and say, okay, we've got smang, 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 mang, smang, mm. smang. Mm. And then I'll go, okay, I want to see this person, that person, that person, that person. Mm. They come through. Um, we send them everything they need to prepare. Mm-hmm. By the time you come to us, you need to be fully prepared. Um, and then, yeah, and then we take it from there.
1: Hmm. And I'm glad you said me as a producer because mm-hmm. you yes. actually are one. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you, you actually are one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, no. So I've never understood what a producer does mm-hmm. in film. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, I used to think that... <laughs> you guys hire everyone like yeah. what what do you do number one where does the funding come from do you self-fund the project and then license it or are you commissioned it by a channel
2: there's like more than one way to skin a cat, cat. So a
1: cow. <laughs> <laughs> is cow? um peter's gonna hate us a
2: producer's role is to basically make sure that whatever is getting made gets made mm-hmm. um so, you're basically the overseer or principal. Project manager. Yeah, you're the project manager. Yeah. Um, you are, yes, you're responsible for sourcing the funds. Hmm. You're responsible for making sure the funds go where they need to go. Hmm. You're responsible for making sure that your product gets made, that it gets delivered um, to the right parties. Um, you're responsible for making sure your director gets what they need to get done done um you're responsible for securing the actors because um, the director will be like okay i want i want lesecho, i want uh mm-hmm. um, it's going to be the producer's role to make sure that i secure uh bonisile mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
3: make sure you guys get paid um mm-hmm. so sometimes directors don't audition people they know who they are sometimes close. sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes and I- People Um, don't audition, you just jump in.
2: Yeah, I've had certain roles where I didn't have to audition. And And that's that's another reason why I'm like, it's important that you put your best foot forward every time. Because, you know, certain directors will remember, Mm. oh, he was an absolute dream on set. um, And he can do this, you know, in his sleep. Mm. So bring him on. And sometimes they hear from other people who go, because I've been I've been cast through word of mouth mm. and sometimes I've been cast through previous experiences mm-hmm. um and then yeah other times it's through the traditional way um mm-hmm. not the casting couch but you know
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah yeah I'm just no cuz I,
2: I need to I need to I need to like I need to preempt what he's going to say oh, so I'm going to tell about the
3: couching
1: i don't trust them
2: i don't trust them i don't trust them
1: (laughs) no so luckily um we are a career podcast (laughs) that's a career so we are not gonna
3: um going to the other
1: what i'm curious about Mm -hmm. though is the first time i paid attention to you Mm -hmm. was in a movie i really liked (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um,
1: Mm -hmm. what movie is that jerusalem
3: Mm
0: -hmm. okay
1: yeah, I love sure. that movie, um, That's a fun the soundtrack, mm. the they, soundtrack. Ha- they play different versions of the song Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Yes. and all of them are beautiful. How did you get that role?
2: I almost didn't get that role. I almost didn't even go to the audition. Yo. Um, so I was at the time, I was at TUT, mm-hmm. uh, the Harangua campus. I was studying fashion because um, I was headhunted oh, by okay. David Kale um, straight out of, well, whilst I was still in grade 11, so I started working for David Kale in Matrick. Um, okay. I was his, basically, you know, do I used to do designs for him and all that other stuff. Okay. Um, so, okay, we'll get into that so thing. yeah, so, so he was like, I was working for him, um, but he was like, David was very big on education, like mm. very big on education, he was even, a fashion lecturer before he started his own um, design house so he said to me was like no cool you always have work with me Mm -hmm. but I need you to get your your papers Mm -hmm. so I was just like I don't really wanna but (laughs) I love this job I love what I'm doing Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah so I went enrolled at UT I was studying fashion there Um, and also I wasn't getting cast a lot anymore because casting directors didn't know what to do with me Because I was no longer like that cute little child. I looked very young, Mm. but as soon as I opened my mouth, it's like, yeah. Yeah. So, so they were just like, we don't know what to do with you because Mm. on camera you read 12, but as soon as you open your mouth, it's 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 a grown it's a grown man. Mm. So. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds <laughs> like you took about a back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for a while I wasn't working and I was convinced that that was the end of my acting career. Okay. So mm. I suppose I was fully investing in my fashion career at that mm. point because I thought maybe, okay, the acting thing is done. Mm. And a lot of people were just like, look, um, and there was like not even coming from a bad place, you are, are much better... Designer, then you are even an actor, and that's wow. not saying that you're a bad actor.
0: Yeah.
2: So, kind of I was, I was just always like, experience. okay, no, cool. Let me go try this. Mm. Um. So I went, and I was like, okay, it's cool. I wasn't having that much fun, because I was like, I already know what they're teaching. Um. I don't you're feel
0: challenged. With yeah,
2: I wasn't feeling very, very challenged. But then, I recall I got a call. Um, because at the time I'd lost my phone. Um. My cousin and I were robbed like two weeks prior. You are Jerusalem Ah Pitorio, Pito,
1: yeah. mm. uh,
2: Good, good and proper. Good <laughs> and proper. But I remember my phone was stolen, so my roommate at the time, my mother had his number, and my mother called him and was like, "No, there's an audition. They want him. Um, he must go." And I remember I was just like, OK, this is weird, because my mother wasn't really trying to encourage the acting all that much. Um, and she loved the fact that I was in school and taking it seriously yeah. so I was just like it's weird that she's telling me I have to go to an audition mm-hmm. and I don't even think she's doing it on purpose she's just like saying yeah. you have to go to this audition so I was like okay no fine next night you go from um, this other girl uh,
1: <laughs> hey that smile <laughs>
0: What?
3: hey that's fine. Like, no story there.
2: no there's no story there uh the guy, yeah Whoa. she gave me like what is her name Lolo. okay yeah uh Lolo she gave me, me money yeah she gave me money i remember i left Stoyolo, me the first taxis at like 5 a.m i didn't even know what i was going to audition for because yes. i didn't have a script um i just had an address that's mm. all um and i just knew it was a movie Mm. So, I went there even dressed as a fashion student. Um, this is back before, this is like in 2006. Skinny jeans weren't even in fashion back then.
3: But, but you were rocking.
2: I them. was fashion forward. So, <laughs> I was rocking skinny jeans. I was rocking pink. I remember I had this pink shirt and collars were in at that time. I had these
3: oh, ridiculous. <sighs> yes. I, I look
2: rid- it. I No, we, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. Nah, <laughs> I look ridiculous. And I got to the audition, and I read. I start reading the brief, and it's like, ah, hey, pansole, hey, gangster, hey, hey, gangsta, whatever. I was just like, ah, shh. I'm wasting my time. What am I doing here? But I was like, I'm already here, mm. so I might as well audition. Mm. So I got in. I did the first audition. Um, the director, Ralph, the producer, Tendega, and there was another guy, Bram Tumtutuzeli Machob, He was the cultural advisor. Mm -hmm. They gathered in a small circle, whispered Mm -hmm. amongst themselves. Cool. Then they gave me another script. They're like, are you in a rush? Do you need to be anywhere? I'm like, no, not really. Uh So they're like, "Okay, can you learn that quickly? Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll give you 10 minutes. Come back and do it. 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm still not thinking anything of it. I come back. I do it. Um, And during that time, I even realized they'd already cast someone for my role, because they had a cast sheet, and they'd planted um, this other kid's picture, next mm. to Rapulana's picture. Oh. Um, so that was, that was who they, they were considering for the role. Mm. Mm. So uh, now I read, and they gave me another script. Then eventually, I've been there for a couple of hours. They're like, wait, you don't have to be anywhere, right? I'm like, no.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, then they call in Modrati, who played uh, the young Zakes. Mm. Then I start reading with him. Um, they're just like, no, we're trying to gauge your chemistry, whatever. Mm. Still, there's people taking my measurements. I'm just like, oh, wait, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> um, and I recall because they were like, they're like, so, okay, no. So then I'm like, okay, no, cool. I think, I think the audition went well. Cause I'm like, this is either the longest audition I've ever been to, yeah. or I, I got this yeah, role. Wiki. Mm. So I eventually leave at like three, uh, in the afternoon, I'm going home. By the time I get home, my mother's like, no, some people called. they said you got some movie. Um, And I was like, oh, shucks. Because they told me the same day because I was the last person they auditioned Mm. for the role. Um, They started shooting the Monday. So they'd been auditioning people um, for months. They'd seen every actor in my age group. Um, And they weren't happy with who they had. I was literally the last person they saw. Um, And they started, yeah, this was on the Friday morning mm. um i left them on the friday afternoon saturday the next day i had to go do rehearsals do fittings mm. monday we had oh. to start shooting like it was literally just, just like, like that, that. yeah
3: so sure, what happens with school, then? in such a
2: second, second? Ah, i left dog <laughs> i left no <laughs> i was like i remember <laughs> thinking i was like okay school movie star you school movie star and also no, the no, page. No,
3: no,
0: yeah no, no. and
2: and the payday was nice.
0: Okay. The payday
2: was nice at the time. Like I'd I'd never seen that much money at the time. It wasn't in <sighs> hindsight it wasn't a lot of money.
0: Mm-hmm. But, but
2: because food. I was eighteen, yeah. yeah. I was eighteen. Um and give one I did thousand, thousand, thousand. I was just like,
1: you
2: more or no more. But um yeah, yeah, no no oh. no no no. Mm.
3: Jeez, interesting. And and how does how does then um how do you then move from actor to producer, director, screenwriter, and um so all
2: the other things? Well, so I was on I was on a a little known show. I don't know if you know I was on a soapy called Generations. Oh um, what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <mom. laughs> uh, so So I was on Generations at its at its peak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I got I got written out of Generations. Um, okay, as unceremonious and beef. unexpected as it was, no, there wasn't. There wasn't beef. There, it, it, wasn't happens. beef. it happens. It okay. happens. The writers were just like, we don't know what to do with the character anymore, right. mm. um, and that happens from time to time. So you know, it was my time to go. But I figured when I left, I was just like, um, I'm like, I'm on Generations. It's the biggest show on the continent. Yeah. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna get a new job within like this and then a month went by then two then before i knew it, six months had gone by Mm. my savings trickling (laughs) down yeah um so eventually i was like yo fam you need to figure out something something something." Mm. um and then i i recall at the time i was like well i've got i i've got an idea Mm. for a tv show um so i was like okay let me maybe try putting that on paper um it turns out, you know, the people at SA I pitched it to SABC One. People at SABC One were like, halala. Okay. They commissioned it. So I was like, okay, maybe there's something here.
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. um, they even um they were even commenting on how I'd written out the pitch deck mm-hmm. and they were like, No, you you have a way with words on paper. Okay. So I was like, Okay, maybe there's something there. And then I thought, okay, if I can do this one, I've got other ideas. And I, I was like, there's actual roles that I still want to play yeah. that I'm not aren't necessarily getting made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I'm not working, so let me write and see what comes of this. And then I wrote my first script, um, which was, yeah, the film that that I won all the Saffgas for. So I wrote that script, um, and yeah. then I sent it. I sent it out to the producers and director of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um, they took probably six months to read it. At some point, I was just like, "Okay, no, clearly I'm wasting my time." Yeah. But it was like, "It's whatever," because you know this wasn't really a career. And then I recall in December of 2014, uh, uh, Ralph Zeman, he's the director of Jerusalem. Yeah. He emailed me, and he was just like, all it said was like, "I." hate people like you and I remember thinking oh my god
0: what, you like? <laughs> what did you do
2: mm. so I call him and I'm just like I've already got an apology prepared for whatever I may have done yeah and he's just like no I hate people like you who just like pick up a piece of paper and the words just start flowing oh, no. oh and he was, like, <laughs> he was just like he was just like this is one of the best first draft scripts wow. spec scripts that I've read in a while and he was like who helped you I was like no I did that by myself mm. he was like who taught you I was like Google.
1: Um,
2: He was just like, well, have you shown this to anyone else? I was like, no, I showed it to you. Mm -hmm. He's like, don't show it to anyone else. Um, So I was like, okay, cool. And then he was like, I'm going to get you in touch with a friend of mine. Um, He's a big shot uh, Hollywood script editor, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to send him the script with your permission. And then I want you guys to talk through it. And yeah, he sent him the script and I suppose, the rest is history because yeah we made the film
1: that was freedom that's freedom yeah. freedom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, sure so I've always asked myself um, what do you guys do in between these roles from a finance and sustainability mm. side of things mm-hmm. what do you do with, like yeah what do you guys do or do you save up well, like what happens?
2: You have to save. Mm. You have to save. I think, and I know it's an, I've seen the argument quite a few times on Twitter where people are always like, ah, I don't feel sorry for artists. You guys get paid 100,000 rands or 500,000 rands for one job. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes it's just like, yo fam. Yeah, it may be a a nice looking lump sum to you, but for all I know, this has to last me for the next two, three years or whatever because I don't know where my next role is is coming from. So you have to make sure that you save properly. Um, You have to make sure that your hustle doesn't dry up. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, your support structure is important. Um, It's been, I mean, I've had to, I've had to move back home Mm -hmm. Um, like, yeah, I had to move back home at some point in my career um, when I was trying to get freedom made uh, because I really, really believed in the film and I really wanted to get it made. I couldn't take any other acting work uh, because also you, we were always on standby, uh, always waiting for you know DTI, whoever telling us, no, we'll give you feedback on the funding within the next um, six weeks or whatever. And you're like, well, if I take that role, I'm still going to be shooting or whatever so I can't take those roles so there was a good like two-year period where I was like couch surfing uh my friend Dwayne like yeah like um okay I wouldn't I wouldn't he's he's got an ego so I wouldn't name my kid after him but (laughs) I should name my kid after him because yeah because like at some point I had to yeah I I wrote a good chunk of the script on his couch um and he was very patient with me because I think he could see how serious I was about it. Mm. And then I was talking to the right people and actually making the right moves to make sure that it gets done instead of just like mooching off of him. Yeah. Um, and i still do like, I'd still do other jobs in between. Like mm. once people learned that, okay, he can write and stuff, they started giving me, you know, writing gigs here and there. Um, and then I'd ghostwrite for some of my writer friends. I won't mention any names because people get fired. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've ghostwritten for a few of my friends. Oh, who, Yeah, we're like... Are these you know, people artists? Yeah, yeah, these are very prominent writers. And sometimes they'll be like, oh, shit, um, I, I don't have time to do this, or writer's block is kicking my ass, yeah, or whatever. Easy. And then, yeah, they send me the script, i huh. write it, they put their name on it,
1: and it goes on air. Hmm. But, and I'm curious a bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: During these low times, because I'm usually... You've, man- you've managed to remain relatively... Well, actually, scandal-free. Um, or maybe I'm not searching you hard enough. No, 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 maybe no, no. no. Yeah, or maybe I'm not searching hard
2: enough. Nah, you won't find anything.
1: Yeah, but how those people who are in this industry and then articles are like, a hey, close friend! Who the hell are those friends? Because sometimes I'm like... Not man, real
2: friends, this. clearly.
1: But None. how does that work? Uh, someone...
2: That, yeah, that's usually like... That's usually, like, for if let's say, for example, because your profile is rising quite rapidly, if someone says a close friend, Mm -hmm. best believe it's a close friend. It's somebody in your close circle. So you just have to, one, you have to be very particular about the people in your circle. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been fortunate with the village that, you know, the universe has has sent to surround me. Mm thankfully a lot of the people are already in the industry mm. they're well established um, we're not in competition with each other mm. Um, mm. my friends are all very talented um, successful people so no one really has a need to be like eh daily so 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 there' have been one or two instances where people have called with Try. bogus stories mm. yeah but <clears throat> You know, you, sometimes you're just like, fam, even you don't believe that. Like, yeah. come on, come on. Um, like, I've been, I've been ambushed a time or two, mm-hmm. but all those stories were, were killed. And also because they were nonsense, mm-hmm. it wasn't true. Like, I'm, I was, so my come up, even when I was coming up as a kid, mm-hmm. it was back in those days when like, you know, the PR surrounding a star, was very, a very big deal. Mm-hmm. Um so your 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 image was always it always had to be like carefully crafted um and your reputation always had to be like protected like a, like an egg. So for me it was always a thing of like yeah, you have to behave when you're when you're in the public eye. Um you have to behave like everyone is watching you because they are. Mm-hmm. So it's always been that thing for me. I've just always known like behave, act like, um, act like you've got some sense, act like your mother raised you better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been my thing. Like, I know not only, I'm not just representing myself, I'm representing the productions that I'm on, mm-hmm. and I'm also representing my family. I don't want to embarrass my mother. Um, yeah. I'm a petty man, so, <laughs> <But> my, yeah. <laughs> um, that's my girl, I don't play around. So, yeah, no. Okay.
3: The,
1: like, do they get paid? Because I've, I've always been like, who's like who's this kid?
2: That's man? the that's the wild thing. In South yeah. Africa you don't story, cha- In South Africa, chances are no one's getting paid. So, a friend all- is screwing you over yeah, for free. Yeah, They're mm-hmm. screwing you over for free and for fun. Because in the States, at least National Enquirer TMZ will tell you, okay, we'll give you like ten thousand yeah. dollars for this story or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I mean, Here it's literally Um I remember I remember I had to go to hospital for something in twenty
0: fourteen.
2: Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, they'll ask you things. I was having a surgical procedure. And they'll even ask you, like, you know, you list everything, everything, everything. And I remember one of the nurses came to me. And she was just like, she took that paper. And she was just like, nah, it's fine. Um, fill out another one. She was just like, don't fill in the really personal stuff. And I was like, why? She was like, eh. She was like, more Hansel clock daily Sun and whatever saying is in hospital for this for for that for that she was like it's coming the call is coming from inside the house so thankfully she looked out for me she was like she's like who come here and they stick their noses up at us and whatever Mm. so she was like i'm gonna look out for you Um, and yeah yeah, don't put that stuff don't put all your information in there and all that other stuff because she was like that's how that's the ammo Mm. um Oh. Mm. Nothing is safe. It's the police, it's the <laughs> it's the nurses. Yeah. It's So when you go it's to the your police
3: station on a personal matter.
2: That's but on how police. do you think how do you think those stories always end up in yeah. the papers? Okay. Because it's not like I'm going to the police station and then as soon as I leave the police station I go uh exactly. ring 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 Sunday <laughs> World. Um I just opened a case of assault against Bonisil, or Bonicile mm. oh, on 500 rand, mm, yeah. or oh, whatever. It's, it's,
3: yeah. People that are supposed to be serving. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, disappointing. No, it's anyway, that's disappointing. <laughs> but I wanted to ask about your thoughts on the South African film industry. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like I have beef with South African um, stories. Because they tend to be very repetitive, same thing, same story same storyline mm-hmm. like like let me not mention names but no but I think one name that I can mention how many Mandela movies have we seen, guys we don't need any more.
2: you don't know that you can't say that though because you may what, have seen let me tell you why the... I say that mm-hmm.
3: there are so many other stories that's not far. that the Mandela story mm-hmm. is uninteresting mm-hmm. but I'm saying that we have more to offer as South Africans. But
2: I feel like I feel like those stories are told though. There's a lot okay. of South African stories that come out quite on, on the, the regular, on the scale. Uh, even yeah. Mm. Um, it's just that I think a lot of the times the reason why we don't know a lot of, about a lot of the stories is mm. is the funding and the push that goes mm. behind the stories, and that's that's largely you know because. A lot of the times, you know, some of the blame has to lay at the audience's feet as well. Because if you're saying you keep seeing the same show over and over and Mm -hmm. over and over again, why do you keep watching the same show over Mm -hmm. and over again? Because if you guys keep watching them and Mm -hmm. supporting those shows, Mm -hmm. then in a broadcaster or streamer's mind, that works. Mm -hmm. That's what you guys want. Mm -hmm. So that's when they send out their you know their they calls for proposals mm. they're gonna be like okay we want something like the river mm. or we want something like mm. or we want something like North for North, because that's what you you keep uh patronizing mm. so there's that but i feel like i feel like there's a lot of fresh vibrant stories being told locally we have some of some of the best talent internationally mm. and i think that's why um, the international markets are always coming to South Africa to come and fish here mm-hmm. and to come and, you know, basically take from some of our talent. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're using South Africa as the gateway into the rest of the continent, because, you know, there's a great infrastructure for storytelling here. Mm-hmm. There's a great respect for storytelling. Um, and there's a lot of talent um, mm-hmm. that's also telling those stories. So, I mean, I get where you're coming from, mm. I get where you're coming from. um there's only so many rich family, poor family um thingies mm. yeah, but like i said um if the rich family if that formula has been shown to work mm. because the audience keeps showing up, mm-hmm. then you can't fault the creators mm. for giving you what you want mm-hmm. you can't fault you can't fault us because if I say. I'm putting out, I'm giving you Citizen Kane and Anaconda and you guys keep repeatedly watching Anaconda. Mm -hmm. Then that says to me, okay, you're not interested in Mm -hmm. Citizen Kane. You don't want that. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be, don't go down without a fight. It's Friday action night (laughs) for the rest of your life, simple as that.
1: Shoo. Okay. Mm. Um, The money element um, Mm -hmm. in TV series. I've always thought it's lazy what's your take on because when a person has money in Mm -hmm. a series it makes it how do I put this it makes it easy for them to be entertaining yeah do you think they have gotten lazy and we're seeing quite a lot of rich people Interacting with poor communities, I would not so, name. Mm. Yeah. So
2: that also goes back to the audience because that's um that's a trope. It's a, uh, it's a style called escapism, mm. and that usually escapist media thrives in, in developing or underdeveloped economies, mm. um, because that's. So you'll see, for example, Latin America, um, parts of Asia, and a big chunk of you know Africa, the. The content that works is the grand telenovela, Mm. escapist content. Because people have real life problems in those communities. Mm. And a lot of the times, the very out of the box stories are the ones that address the stuff that is, you know, it's real life. And a lot of audiences don't want that because Mm. I don't want to go and struggle on my feet for 12 hours a day and then come home when i'm supposed to be unplugging and relaxing and unplugging into gotcha. new problems again mm-hmm. so that's why you'd rather get home and believe that you are zozibini tunzi that's mm-hmm. why like even pageants are big in developing commu- uh, economies mm-hmm. because you know you get to live the through, yeah mm-hmm. um you know for like how What's the
1: live vicariously
2: vicariously, mm-hmm. yes, you get to live vicariously, so
1: hmm.
2: so that's how that's how it'll it'll generally work that's why we in the nineties we only had Santa Barbara, the young and the restless, the bold and the beautiful generations and days of our lives, mm. and now almost everything is either a telenovela or soapy mm. because that's what people respond to, and that's what people want
0: mm-hmm. so. So you can design. call it
2: lazy. You can call it lazy, but it's what the audience, re, um, it's what the audience receives well, and it's what the audience wants.
3: So, and how much work would it be to sort of change those preferences? Is it even possible? You
2: it's think, possible. No, no, no. It's very. Possible. Can we give
3: people an appreciation for the artsy stories, the stories that showcase not just content but also the that makes people appreciate? The skill of acting, the skill of directing, the
2: skill of... Absolutely. But people have to want it. Mm. People have to want it. We've had incredible productions come out in South Africa over Mm. the past few years, um, and they're not supported by the masses. Mm. And sometimes it's either because, you know, people find, like, let's say, serious dramas and stuff like that, people tend to find those boring. I
0: know
2: that. Um, Yeah. Or... Or well, let's say I make an, another example with something like um, Ingaeva. That, mm-hmm. yeah, internationally, internationally, that was lauded mm-hmm. like nobody's business. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah.
3: Is that what started your beef? No, no, okay, no, no, no. Okay. Well, of <laughs> it was, wasn't it? It was around the same time, if I remember correctly. Nah, I mean,
0: two
2: years <laughs> different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you see, you saw the the blowback mm-hmm. that that Ing-Nab-Ru- Received to the point where like it the film almost got banned and Mm. certain only certain cinemas could show show it it and all that other Mm. stuff so it's just like oh okay now i can imagine if i was a filmmaker Mm. and i spent six years trying to get that film made because i'm like i want my audience to have something Mm. new and beautiful and Mm. deep to appreciate and artistic and whatever Mm. and that's the feedback that you get (laughs) um but then you know, you look at other things, and you're like, "Well, wow, they love that." Mm. So you sure. you obviously go, oh, "Okay, maybe then." Okay, let me make uh um, Bonisi leather vision, because like that's how you have to. Shoot, seems like you're as
3: this well.
1: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you need to have thick skin, eh? Mm. And sometimes it's. Foskid Okay So oh. anyway, it's <laughs> winning never Wow
0: <laughs> Crazy Crazy, crazy,
2: crazy
3: so, <laughs> Yeah So actually never
0: create
2: Oh my god
3: Don't kill our guests.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow
3: it's, I think uh, there's, there's three questions that we always ask mm-hmm. Each and every one of our guests mm-hmm. Yeah As we conclude the episode I think this, this hour has flown by so quickly I, I You're keep checking and I'm like how How is it an hour already? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <Cool. laughs> and I was gone by and uh sure. as we as we conclude we always ask them this the same question. Okay.
1: Number one
0: mm-hmm.
1: I need you to not be humble. Mm. Give me what your biggest mm. win is in your life and career. Mm. Does Jam Ali count? <laughs> <laughs> you want Jam Ali. I
3: want Jam Ali twice. The 2000s know what is. Nah. I think so. Do they? they should. They weren't bored when Jamali went on. is legendary.
2: Jamali is You know what Jam Ali is? Thank you.
3: And she's okay. a two thousand.
1: Mm. Is she? Was yeah. yeah.
2: Mm. Oh wow, okay. We hire the youth. Okay. Here's my humble <laughs> flex.
0: Sure.
2: I'm the only person in history to win Jam Ali. Wow. So I won it when I was 13, um, as a normal guest, okay. um, it was, who was the judge? Actually no, that'll help people find the episode, actually no
0: they won't, so,
2: <laughs> Speedy, Speedy was the judge, yeah. uh-huh.
0: uh, with his talent, <sighs> shame,
2: he's, he's <laughs> oh a very cool guy, <laughs> uh, uh, it was Root Boy Paul's last show I remember, uh-huh. um, so I won that time. Mm.
1: Um yes, it really
3: shows the time right? you um, nothing,
1: nothing and then, is nothing. then
2: mm, and then a few years later, they well, over a decade later, I was already on generations okay. and then every Christmas yes. uh whilst Germany was still on air, they used to have this uh December Christmas special mm. where they'd get yes. um quote unquote celebrities, celebrities yes. yeah. So, the second time I went, I went as a celebrity. Oh. Um, no. So, they called, it was myself, Manjla Katuka, who played Chopper mm, um, right. and Gahiso Rakosa, who played Sharon. So, they called oh, the three of us. We remember Sharon. Mm. Yeah, we... Of course we do. Of
1: course.
2: But, yeah, I wiped the floor with them. You, you Good and him. proper. Good <laughs> and proper. Like the gap yeah, but you was.
1: Advantage. You're a previous winner. No, but
2: yeah, then, okay, what did the first time uh, losers have to say then? You were what 13 and excuse? cute. But I, st- ah, but I still <laughs> had to answer questions. I knew oh, the answers. Okay, I knew okay, the answers. Okay. I knew the answers. So, yeah, that's my that's my humble flex. I'm the only person in history to win Jamali twice. And, um, I like um, Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and think think back to a time where things didn't really work out for you um, mm-hmm. what was the biggest thing that you were like oh here things didn't go my way and what was the biggest lesson from that
2: um i'd probably say getting written out of generations okay um because
3: Actually, that, yeah it seems painful for me man do you um, know how, how how soon before do they tell you my brother we're gonna write you out that
2: was the other thing they didn't give me a lot Ish. of notice you're that was the other thing That's like evil. it. Yeah, it was a bit of whiplash. However, I noticed because you'd see I was like my lines are getting thinner <laughs> and thinner and like certain days I'd get on set and literally all I do is react in scenes like whilst oh. other characters were talking. So that was like that started giving me the impression that okay, I went maybe up. <laughs> Ugarre, Ugarre, you're getting your pink slip, Papa. What
1: was Matthew's story? It was HIV. No, and
2: that, that's what confused me because I was like, this guy is HIV positive. Mm-hmm. He's got a drug problem. Mm-hmm. He's a bad boy DJ. Mm-hmm. I was like, the world is your oyster. You yeah. can do anything you mm-hmm. want with him. Mm-hmm. But you know, it wasn't working out. Yeah. um So, I think I think that one was was a hard swallow mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. One Generation's was always on my bucket list. Okay. Uh, my friends from high school can. Excuse me. They can even tell you. Like I always said, by, I always knew by 13, mm-hmm. I was like, I need to be mainstream famous by 13. That was mm-hmm. always my plan. Um, I got soul buddies and crazy by 13. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, no, good shot. Then I was like, um, I remember by, I was like, by 18, I need to be in my first feature. Because mm. I remember for some reason, I wasn't getting cast in movies at all in the beginning of my career. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd always get callbacks and be the second option or whatever. Mm. So I was like, by 18, I'm getting my first feature and it's going to be a big one. Mm. And then at 18, I got Jerusalem. So mm. I was like, oh, okay, no, cool. Um, this bucket list thing is working. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then I was like, by 21, mm. I'm going to get on Generations. Generation. And I'd always said this since high school. Even my friends were just always like, why Generations, dog? Mm. Why do you want to be on Generations? And I said to them, I was like, it's the biggest show on the continent.
1: You're a black mm. icon. Yeah, mm. and I
2: was like, if I get on that show, that means I have, I probably have beaten all of you guys to get that role. <laughs> um, and I did, I did. I, yeah. I got that role over a lot of my friends. Wow. So, I remember, okay, that one was a year late because I got on Generations when I was 22. But I was yeah. like, I remember thinking, okay, but no, we're still no, We're, no, still, we're no, still on track. Still and then, at that point, I was like, okay, by 25, I need to, you know, be making plans. Uh, Hollywood is calling, blah, 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 blah. Ah, uh,
0: 24.
2: They were like, they literally threw marbles on my runway. Sure. So it was like, oh, shucks. Okay, what now? And, and because all of a sudden, like I said, I wasn't getting hired for some odd reason. Savings are... are are draining at an exponential rate. Mm -hmm. It was just a lot. And that was probably my first taste of, I suppose, the proverbial rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, And in hindsight, I understand why it had to happen Mm because I never would have started writing or producing Uh had it not happened. Um, And I never would have been able to fully take control of my own career, because at least now I can pick the roles that I want to take. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I'm literally in charge of the production from every decision from start Mm. up until you know it's on screen Mm. so yeah it's been i suppose i suppose it's been helpful in that sense um and in the sense that yeah i just i guess yeah i I control my own narrative so yeah
3: i like that you turned like a, a bad situation almost into something that turned out to be you know, better
2: for you in the long run yeah. yeah by the skin of my teeth i'm not i'm making it sound pretty right now it was <laughs> yeah. it was nonsense it, it was hell it was absolute hell mm. i don't even want to lie mm. I'm, i don't want to make it sound flowery and pretty and be like oh it was it was all cutie and mm. i'm just saying this because i imagine there's somebody who's watching saying okay i want to do what this guy does mm. and i'm just saying you have to be sure if, where's, where's my camera? <laughs> Here's your camera. Okay. Yo! Yo! <laughs> Yo! <laughs> you need to be sure, bro, because like, because I'm just saying you really need to want to do it mm-hmm. and want to do it for the love of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you have somebody like me, at that point, I already had like a good 15 years, uh, a very long CV. I'd worked with some yeah. of the best directors in the continent, yeah. some in the yeah. world. <laughs> Um, and I couldn't get work. So (sighs) I'm just saying, like, you know, it's one of those things where like, mm, you need something to keep you going. You're literally at the mercy of other people's feelings all the time, all the time. And somebody may just decide one day, like, uh, they just don't like the look of your face (laughs) or, or they may feel like you slighted them in public or, or something like there's always something. There's always something. So. Sometimes it's sure. your friends with Bonnie Well, no, no, no. It's 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 like that. Yeah. It's really like that. There's a lot of politics that goes into it. So, Sorry,
0: bro.
2: so you had. <laughs> 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 it's fine. But yeah. yeah.
3: Last question: If mm-hmm. you weren't doing what you're doing now, if you mm-hmm. weren't in the arts film industry, what mm-hmm. would you be doing?
2: I'd be a fashion designer.
3: Ah yeah. okay. Yeah,
2: I'd be a fan so So
3: you totally abandoned that world when you when Jerusalem hit?
2: No. no. Um yeah. so when I was on Generations mm. so actually my first job at Generations wasn't as Matthew. Okay. My first job at Generations, I worked in the wardrobe department. Um oh. so was dressing the characters and all that, oh, okay. choosing the outfits for, you know, Bo Queen, Bo all that other wow. stuff. So I did that for a very brief while. Mm. Um and then yeah, and then I went into the fashion thing. Mm. Um but yeah, I'd probably I'd probably be doing fashion. I still dressed when when I went back to generations mm. as an actor this time, mm. um I still dressed a few of the cast members. So mm. I've made um all my suits mm. that I when I still used to do a lot of red carpet events, that was all me. Mm. Um I did some oh, stuff wow. for Sophie Ndaba, Katra Kotanke. Uh, yeah. just off the top of my head, Swazi Lamini, um, yeah, I, I dressed a whole bunch of people back mm-hmm. in the day, um, so I used to do that, it's just that, it's not necessarily that I don't want to do it anymore, it's, they're both full-time jobs, you can't do fashion part-time, especially when you're starting out, because you have to source the materials yourself, you have to go do the fittings yourself, the measurements and all that, um, me because i hate sewing so mm-hmm. i have to go oversee the seamstresses seamstress, myself yeah. and we all know like yo no one is late like a seamstress or a tailor guys so <laughs> it's just yeah it's a it was a lot it was a mm-hmm. lot so i'd probably still do it it would either be that or yeah or i'd buy the the Masal africa pageant
3: yeah that's the other thing and run that yeah love oh.
2: that's that's great
3: because uh, it's sort of Takes the fashion
2: box as well still. Yeah, that's yeah. how I got into fashion through... Through I got interested, yeah. Um, miss or misses. Miss. Okay. Miss. So like when I was still living in, uh, in Ramasimol. Yeah. So because we didn't have a proper garbage disposal system, because mm. like proper, we literally just got, I think we just got running water a decade ago and electricity a few years ago. You uh, It's not more than five. So so, when my grandmother used to like dispose of like uh, perishables, I suppose, like mm-hmm. newspapers and stuff like that, she'd go and set up a bonfire Incredible. and I remember there was one particular bonfire where there was, she burnt a whole lot of newspapers and magazines mm-hmm. and at the time I still couldn't read, I think this was like in 93, I was just starting primary school. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I'm old. <laughs> <Like> uh, <America. laughs>
0: so, you like, I wasn't even born. <laughs>
2: It was a very interesting time.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. I saw your face. I was, okay. like, <laughs> I was like, I'm pre this one. I know this one. But,
3: yeah,
2: I recall in that entire bonfire, there was just like a tiny, tiny little parchment from a newspaper oh, wow. that happened not to burn. Mm. And I can't recall, I can't say for sure if it was Jackie or Basitan. But I remember it was like, yeah, it was like a It was like a beautiful black woman flanked by these white chicks. Mm. And I could tell that it was a big deal
0: Mm.
2: that she, you could see that she was the star Mm. of the The show. Yeah, and I don't know why, but that resonated with me and stuck with me. Mm. Um, And it's, yeah, it's been a strange fixation since. I don't think I've missed the South Africa pageant since. Like, yeah, I'm friends with all the girls. Yeah, and all that. Like it's very cool. It's my. F- it's like soccer for me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you cool with Shudu? Uh, no, I'm not cool. With Shudu. I'm cool with uh, Lalela That was my next um, question. Um, <laughs> and I suppose the current Miss Supernational SA Ayanda, yeah. who's in Poland. Okay. Yeah, uh, i uh, cool with her. I was asking that because uh, one of our
1: crew members has got a huge crush on Shudu.
2: On Shudu. Everyone's yeah. Crush on Shudu. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's got a huge crush on Shudu. Everyone's got a Shudu. Yeah. And she's the thing is when you see her in real life those pictures and i know it's, it seems like a lot to say those pictures don't do her justice mm-hmm. but those pictures don't do her justice Fuzzle, i even tweeted it once i was just like superfather is proper the most gorgeous person i've ever seen in my entire life in your like, life no 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 like and i've seen beautiful people i lived in hollywood dog so like i've seen that's where all the most beautiful people in the world congregate mm, yeah. and say i'm gonna be a star yeah. or whatever and still the Achoo. only person that i've there are two people actually okay. in my entire life that i've ever looked at and i just went to and it's Chudo and um abigail fasahi when she was she's a news reader now but we were crazy yeah. presenters together when we were kids oh. um, <laughs> and i remember the first time Yo, i was
3: obsessed with abigail <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> shout out to Abigail game
2: yeah, abigail knows no, no. <laughs> no, she's that's my girl Check hey out. homie <laughs> okay. but yeah hmm. Sure.
1: And on that note, note. thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Nine to Life. Thank you, Javta for giving us your time, for arriving on time. Um and being patient with us. We really
3: appreciate it. Yes. Remember to leave your comments in the in the comment section about which careers you want to see next, who you want to see next, who we should bring for you. Mm -hmm. And um yeah. Say what you, you liked about the episode. What you like to see improvements on? We're always open to interactions, feedback from you guys. Closing, closing comments. Jafta.
2: Closing comments. Mm. Um, to the people of. Okay. To the people of Lesotho, Namibia, okay. Botswana,
0: and, and what is it,
2: Swaziland? <laughs> he's my friend, <laughs> but he's not my friend like that. So when I come to your countries, I'm just saying, you saw me, I was quiet, I didn't say anything. Um, in fact, I was texting him saying, yo, fam, you can't really? do this. Relax, <laughs> these are good people. So I'm just saying, there's a... That's Bonisile.
1: Shut this podcast, On his <laughs> <laughs> this
3: podcast out. Before this, <laughs> I put can <laughs> to <they get> <laughs>
0: <laughs> killing <laughs> the game. I know how do you. What is that for oh, now? Our
3: phone now. Oh. We are killing I'm the game. <laughs> I'm
0: measuring
1: the, uh, the betrayal. Public betrayal. Yeah, Public
3: wow. betrayal.
1: Uh, oh. <laughs> it. Let me down here. We are killing. Oh, oh yes. So sit down. <laughs>
0: um yeah for his picture sit down and then you must just talk to him